what I want to do today to set up the series, here's what I'm going to do. The, t- the series title is It's Okay Not to Be Okay. I'm going to be unpacking things over the next five weeks that are going to help so many people on their journey with Christ. But I want to lay the foundation today. So I've titled the message today the title of the series, It's Okay Not to Be Okay, because I want to lay a foundation today. Because here's what I believe. The premise of this series has been stirring in me for months and months. I've been praying and preparing for this very series because here's the reality. There's a common idea that being a Christ follower or church attender means that you must be next to a perfect person or at least pretend to be. And unfortunately, this idea has a major downside because it causes people who say, you know what, if I got to be perfect, if I got to fake like I'm perfect, then I don't know if I can do this Christianity thing. I don't know if I can follow this God that you talk about. And and they don't even feel qualified to be a Christian. The idea that, that Christians have to be next to perfect or at least pretends to be keeps people from going to church, pe- keeps people from getting plugged into church, keeps people from, from getting involved in church. I think you, just as I do, have friends who haven't come to church with you. Because when they think about church, they think, I don't measure up. I can't go to church. I don't fit in. I, I don't have what it, take to, it takes to go to church. I just don't, I don't qualify to go to God's house. I, I just don't think I belong there. Because in their mind, being a Christian means being close to perfect. This idea that that church people or Christians are next to perfect, or at least they pretend to be, even affects followers of Christ. There are Christians, even some of you that go to church and come to church, and you fake it. And you pretend to be okay when you're really not. Because there's this idea that to go to church... To be a follower of Jesus, you got to be okay. And, and so people fake like they're okay. I wonder how many today, across all of our locations today, are, are faking like they're okay. And what I'm going to share with you today is not just for you individually. I'm actually speaking into the life of our church. You see, I want to tell you what People's Church is all about. God has called People's Church to be a church for everybody, every single person, regardless of who you are or where you came from, you are welcome here at People's Church. We are a church for people with habits, hang-ups, Hurts and issues, you're welcome here at People's Church. Matter of fact, let me take it a step further. The Bible is actually a book full of people who God used in a powerful way. And they had hurts, habits, hang-ups, and issues. You say, oh, no, Pastor, no, 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 no. The people in the Bible had it all together. Oh, not the Bible I read. No, 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 no. They didn't have it all together. Let me quickly tell you some of their issues. Come on, you heard of Noah? There was just a movie out released about Noah. I enjoyed the movie. I won't call it a biblical movie, but it was a good movie. And 
Had a couple of biblical things in it. You know, it's a good movie, though. But, but Noah, you heard about Noah. Noah, Noah built the big boat, the ark, and saved humanity. Noah was a drunk. Abraham, you've heard of him, the father of many nations. Abraham was really old when God did big things in his life. Many would have considered Abraham over the hill. Jacob was a liar. He had a lying problem. Leah, Leah was just, the Bible says she was just ugly. That was her problem. U-G-L-Y. Leah ain't got no alibi. You ugly. You, uh, oh, oh, you ugly. No, no, you ought to read your Bible. It's in there. It's in the book. Her problem was she was ugly. Joseph was abused. Moses had a stuttering problem and also was a murderer. Samson was a pimp daddy. He was a womanizer. Rahab was a prostitute. Jeremiah and Timothy were young, naive, and inexperienced. David had an affair, and then he covered it up by having the woman's husband murdered. Isaiah, one of the prophets, preached naked. I just want to pause <laughs> and declare to you today that I'm not preaching naked. No, Lord, I'm not Isaiah, honey. I'm not Isaiah. Jonah ran from God. Peter denied Christ. The disciples whom Jesus handpicked himself, you think they had it all together? You're wrong. At Jesus' most trying moment of his life, he asked his fellows, pray with me for one hour, and those boys fell asleep on Jesus. The apostle Paul, he had a real issue with being very religious. Lazarus was dead, and God still used him. Isn't that awesome? I want to set the record straight today. Good people, in fact, God's people are not exempt from hurts, habits, hang-ups, or issues. We all have them, and hear me, hear me, hear me. It's okay. The church is not just for people who are okay. The church exists for people who are not okay. In fact, if you're not okay today, you're in the best place you could be in God's church. I say to you, welcome to the family of not okay people. Welcome. 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 The reality is we all have struggles of some kind. We all are products of sin, our own sin or other people's sin. We, have, we all have come from a family tree that is crazy. Come on. Crazy people in our family. Come on, how many of you be honest with me? Just throw up a hand and say, I got some crazy people in my family. Yeah, come on, correct. Crazy. Come on, those of you that didn't throw your hand up, it's because you, you're the one that's crazy. Huh? <laughs> Come on, we all come from some messed up stuff. Crazy. Hear me today. If you have been abandoned or abused as I was, if you're a child of divorce as I was, if you've been through a divorce, if you grew up without a father or a mother, you were molested 
were raped. You were shown pornography at a young age. You were introduced to drugs at an early age. You grew up in a home and learned deception and lying. You grew up in a home where your parents were terrible role models. You grew up in a home where your parents were always fighting and screaming and cursing each other out. You were physically abused. You have been demeaned and verbally abused. And the list could go on and on and on. But if you have experienced any of these things, chances are you're not okay. Well, what I mean by that is most likely there is a struggle or an issue in your life. There is some residue left over because of what you experienced in your life. An example would be you can't rein in discipline. You start things and don't finish them. You're angry and hurt and bitter and short-fused. You have self-destructive behavior. You have bad relationship skills. You're a poor money manager. You're insecure. You struggle with self-image and self-worth. You have an eating disorder. You struggle with depression. You're trapped in a vice. You're addicted to habits that enslave you. And here's what I want you to know. Here's what I want you to know. It's okay. You're in the right place today. I want you to hear your pastor today. God doesn't love you any less because you have hurts, habits, hang-ups, or issues. It simply just means welcome to the human race. We all have issues. If you're new with us today, from time to time, I like a little audience participation. This is one of those moments across all of our locations. I want you to look at your neighbor. Come on, look right at them. And I want you to say this. Just look at them and say this. You got issues. Come on, come on, do it. Come on, come on. You got, yeah. Come on. What's your pretty self? What's your cute self? You're not fooling me. You're crazy. I know you're crazy. You got issues. Come on, don't you feel better right now? You just feel better, don't you? You just feel better, huh? You sit by somebody, you know they got issues. Hear me today, hear me. Not only does God love you, but he also has something a lot better for you. You see, God loves you like you are, but he doesn't want to leave you like you are. That's the good news today. Listen, 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 listen to your pastor. It's okay. Insecure, that's okay. You don't feel good about yourself, that's okay. You feel like you messed up and screwed up your life, that's okay. You had a bad history as a child, that's okay. You have secrets in the history of your family, that's okay. It's okay not to be okay. The church exists for people who are not okay. We've created a climate here at People's Church that we don't even look twice at somebody who is not okay because that's why the church exists for people who are not okay. It's okay not to be okay. But it's not okay to stay that way. It's okay not to be okay if we're on our way to being okay. See, here's what I want to do today. I want to start off this series laying the foundations, and I want to start off this series 
teaching you today on what's not okay. It's okay not to be okay if you're on your way to being okay. I want to share with you what's not okay. Number one is this. It's okay not to be okay, but it's not okay to justify it. It's not okay to justify it. Jesus said in Matthew 7 and verse 3, Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention? Notice those three words. Pay no attention to the plank in your own eye. The reality is we like to justify why we're not okay. We say things like, at least I'm not like some people. I mean, there's a lot worse things that I could be struggling with. I mean, I'm bad. But wow, ooh, child, woo, you a hot mess. You are super bad. There's a, there's a lot people who are a lot worse off than me. I mean, my boss doesn't have any integrity. So why should I? My wife's temper is way worse than mine. I'm okay. I mean, I get drunk. But those scallywags pass out. I mean, wee, woo. I mean, I smoke a little weed from time to time, but at least it's not crack or meth. At least I pay some of my taxes. I know people who don't pay any of theirs. Looking at pornography is better than cheating on my wife. Why should I forgive someone? They haven't even apologized. They don't deserve my forgiveness. And, and we like to justify what's not okay about us. And it's okay not to be okay, but it's not okay to justify it. God can't work and do something new and fresh in your life as long as you justify why you're not okay. It's okay not to be okay, but it's not okay to stay that way. And it's so easy for us to look at the speck in somebody else's eye and justify the issues in our own life. That's not okay. Here's what I don't want to do today. I don't want you to think that I'm saying it's okay to sin. That that's not okay. I don't want you to think that this message is demeaning the destructive nature and force of sin. That's not my goal or my heart at all. Because the reason we're dealing with so many things in this life, it, it can be traced back to sin. Our sin or other people's sin. The word sin literally means to miss the mark. And we suffer consequences and we miss the mark. And so what we want to do is we want to be honest, not justify if we're missing the mark so that we can get back on track and not have all this destructive behavior destroy our life. It's okay not to be okay. But it's not okay to justify it. Because when you justify being okay and you're not, you're hindering yourself from experiencing the amazing grace and life-changing power of Jesus Christ. Don't justify 
when you're not okay. Number two is this. There's a, a second insight I want to share with you today, and that is this. It's okay not to be okay, but it's not okay to lie about it. Here's what I know. There are some of you across all, all of the locations today, and here's what you're doing. I, I know what you're thinking. I'm preaching right now, and you're thinking this. You're thinking to yourself, Pastor, you're preaching good today. Man, you're really helping those people who have issues. What a great pastor you are. Thank you so much for helping those poor people out. I want them to be more like me because I'm okay. 1 John chapter 1 and verse 8 says, if we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. And here's what I want to say to you today. Don't, don't deceive yourself. Don't lie and cover up your sin and your issues. Here's what I want to say. Don't pretend to be okay if you're not okay. You see, until you're ready to be honest about your hurts, your habits, your hang-ups, your issues, you can have 20 professional Christian counselors and a thousand angels watching over you, but you'll never experience the life-changing power of Jesus Christ as long as you're faking it and pretending to be okay and like, acting like everything's okay. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. I'm fine. And you're not. And God so desperately wants to move in all of our lives. You see, it's okay not to be okay, but it's not okay to lie about it. And I want to encourage you today. Would you drop your mask? Would you be real? This is a safe place. But you can be real with God and allow him to work deeply in your life. Number three is this. Number three, the third insight I want to share with you today is this. It's okay not to be okay, but it's not okay not to do anything about it. Because here's what some of you are thinking right now. I, I realize what you're thinking. You're thinking, you know what, Pastor? I can't help it. I can't help it. It's too hard. I've tried to change, and I can't. I cannot change, Pastor, 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 Pastor. I just like to party. I just like to party, Pastor. I'm a party animal. I'm turned up, Pastor. I'm, I like to party. I like to party. I just can't help myself, Pastor. Pastor, I just like to eat. I like to eat. Come on, I'm going to get everybody today. Come on now, huh? Uh, you thought, oh, I'm good. I'm good. Oh, no, no, no. I know you. I, I'm coming right for you today. You got issues? Pastor, I just don't love my husband anymore. I just don't love my wife anymore. I just can't. I just can't help it. Pastor, I was just born with a high sex drive. I can't wait till I get married. I just born like this, Pastor. I can't help myself. I just can't control my anger, Pastor. I can't control my anger, Pastor. I just snap. I just lose it. I'm like the Incredible Hulk. I just can't help it, Pastor. I just got to talk about people. I can't help it, Pastor. People crazy, Pastor. I got to talk about them. I just can't help it. It just comes out of my mouth. I don't even try. It just comes out. I can't help it. 1 John chapter 3, verse 5, but you know that he, referring to Jesus, 
appeared so that he might take away our sins. Wow. Listen, if you're new to faith, maybe you're just exploring Christianity. You haven't even crossed the line and given your life to Jesus. Here, I want you to know something about this Jesus that came. He appeared and he came to take away our sins. You see, here's the good news. He doesn't just want to forgive you. He wants to take away your sin. He wants to change your life. He wants you to get you out of those destructive behaviors and patterns. He came to take away our sins. Wow. And in him is no sin. Verse 6, no one who lives in him. I want you to catch that in him keeps on sinning. When you're in Christ, no one who continues to sin has either seen him or known him. Here's what the Bible teaches. The Bible teaches that when we give our lives to Christ, we come just like we are. And then God begins to change us from the inside out. You, you see, here's, here's how it works. You give your life to Christ right where you are. God loves you just like you are. It's okay not to be okay. You come just like you are. No pretense, no faking it, no games. Just like you are. Issues, hang-ups, hurts. Come just like you are. And God not only washes away your sins, but he deposited, deposits on the inside of us the Holy Spirit of God. And then day by day, week by week, month by month, he changes us to be more like Jesus Christ. And this process never ends until we get to heaven. And what I'm communicating to you today is it's okay not to be okay, but it's not okay not to do anything about it. Because Jesus came not only to wash away your sins, but to remove your sins. That's good news. Number four is this. Number four. It's okay not to be okay, but it's not okay to beat yourself up over it. It's okay not to be okay, but it's not okay to beat yourself up over it. You see, that's why I'm talking with you about this today. Because self-condemnation and guilt doesn't work anything good in our life. If you're caught up today in condemnation, you have internalized defeat. Here's what I want to tell you. Stop beating yourself up and start getting yourself up. I'm going to say it again. Stop beating yourself up and start getting yourself up. You say, Pastor, that's the million-dollar question. How do I get myself up? I'm down. I'm out. I've been trying. I can't win. I'm living a defeated life. I can't get myself up. Pastor, I've been struggling with this stuff since I was a kid. My mom and daddy introduced me to this. My grandpa, my cousin, my friend. I've been trapped for so long. I've been faking for so long. How do I get myself up? I want to share that with you today. Romans 8 and verse 1 says, therefore, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. I want you to repeat those two words after me. Everybody say, all locations, in Christ. Come on, say it again, in Christ. The Bible says for those who are in Christ, and we talked about being in Christ a moment ago. If you're in Christ, he takes away our sin. If you're in Christ, there is no condemnation in Christ. Here's what I want to declare to you today. Victory comes from being in Christ. Victory comes from not in your own strength, 
Not in your own tenacity, not in your own ingenuity, not in your own wisdom. No victory comes from being in Christ. And when you're in Christ, he works in you and begins to transform you. But you got to be in Christ. You see, I want to encourage you today, turn your life over to God. You don't know God, turn your life over to God. His will over your will. Some of you are running from God. Some of you are playing church and have one foot in church and one foot in the world. And I would simply say to you, his ways over your ways. Ask God to do for you what, what only he can do. Can I tell you that your heavenly father is not trying to do for you what you can do for yourself, but he is so eager to do for you what you can't do for yourself. You're bound. You got habits. You got hang-ups. You got hurts. Listen, he says, come to me. Be in me. I will give you power and strength to overcome your hurts, your habits, and your hang-ups, but it's going to be in Christ. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17 says, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone, and the new life has begun. Friends, when you belong to Christ, or simply saying when you're in Christ, when you turn your life over to God, the old life is gone. And the new life has begun where God begins to work in you day by day, week by week, month by month. Make him the leader of your life. It's okay not to be okay. Be real about it. It's a safe place to be real, to be honest about your issues, your hang-ups, your hurts. But would you turn your life over to him? Would you get in Christ? That's where the power is. That's where the strength is. People's church, stop beating yourself up and start getting yourself up by getting in Christ. It's okay not to be okay as long as you're on your way to being okay.